In today's Live Treasured podcast, Reclaiming Your Purity. Women inside the Treasured Tribe. I'm Eileen Thompson, founder of Treasured Ministries. Welcome to the Live Treasured Podcast. Today, I actually have on the podcast a member of the Treasured Tribe. Welcome, Elise. Hi, Eileen. I'm so glad that you are here. And Elise, can you pronounce your last name? Because I I have a feeling I'm not going to do it justice. It is Betel Yoon. Betel Yoon. That's a very pretty last name. So anyway, we are so excited that that you are here. Um, Elise is somebody that I met because she's inside of the Treasure Tribe. So we've been studying God's Word together for almost a year, right? Doing our weekly Zoom calls together. And this summer, Elise came on our Treasure Tribe retreat. That was a lot of fun. So um, we're going to be talking about reclaiming uh, your purity. And this is something that God walked you through um, in in a very powerful way. So why don't we start with um, your childhood? Can you share with us a little bit about your childhood and and really how um, what you experienced saw and experienced how that shaped your perspective on intimacy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it, it really shaped my whole life. You know, I, we, the way we grow up is just huge in how we turn out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, starting from the beginning, my parents, um, they were married. They got divorced when I was four. Mm-hmm. And at that point, my siblings and I were set split up between my grandparents and my dad and my mom. And I went with my mom mm-hmm. and she never took me to church. And I don't remember her ever talking about God or praying. I never saw her read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never heard my dad talk about any of that either. Mm-hmm. But somehow I always knew there was a God and I believed. And I also knew that there was Jesus um, and the Bible, but I knew nothing about any of it at all. Right. So fast forward a little bit, you know, where I became a little bit more aware of my surroundings mm-hmm. and, and seeing my mom in relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, she went on to have other relationships and not um, not get married. Right. And so what I saw growing up was a very casual view uh-huh. Uh-huh. of intimacy with men. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wasn't taught that intimacy between a man and a woman was sacred. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, that shaped a lot of how I viewed it, of course. Right. And so when I was a teenager and I had my first boyfriend, um, I, I knew that you should wait till you love somebody. Right. Um, and probably that I should wait until I was older, but of course I didn't, you know, just right. like many 
teens, mm-hmm. you know, today or, or back then mm-hmm. did, you know, growing up in those homes where parents were separated and, and we just saw what we saw and did, you know, mimicked what we saw. Right. So, um, I of course didn't stay in that relationship. Mm-hmm. It was short lived, like, mm-hmm. like they are when you're a teenager. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I went on, you know, as I grew up in relationship to relationship, mm-hmm. um, mimicking what I saw mm-hmm. and it wasn't, I I wasn't really introduced to the Lord, um, except a little bit when I was younger. Um, and I, I didn't really, the way that I was living, you know, it just Mm -hmm. didn't concern me until Mm -hmm. I had my first child, my, my oldest daughter Mm -hmm. out of wedlock, of Mm -hmm. course. Mm -hmm. And when I first got the opportunity to know anything really about the Lord was I was visiting my great grandmother mm-hmm. uh, with my little one and my mom. And I really just got this yearning to hang out with her mm-hmm. a little more. Mm-hmm. And so I knew she went to church and she depended on rides and whatnot mm-hmm. from people. And I just, ended up feeling compelled to offer to drive her to church. Um, it was 45 minutes away from where I lived. So I, I, she asked, she agreed to have me do that. And so I started driving on Sundays all the way up there with my little one and going to church with her. Uh And at that point, you know, the messages were good and I knew that it was good going to church, but I, I just didn't know what it all meant. Right. I knew that I, that desire in my heart, you know, I think God planted there at that time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, I should get baptized. Mm-hmm. And um, so I did. I still didn't know what it meant. And um, I still went on, you know, living the life that I was living, going out with friends and, you know, doing things that, you know, I shouldn't have been doing. <laughs> right. Right. So, so intimacy was still casual then. It was still casual it, then. Yeah. 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 Yes, it was. And I, I ended up meeting my first husband, my ex-husband, um, and we ended up getting married, not in the church and, you know, nothing that really resembled a Christ-like relationship. And about, I want to say, almost two years after we ended up separating, um, maybe three years, three years, I'm sorry. Um, we ended up separating. So I went on the way I was going again. Mm-hmm. Um and a friend had invited me to church. She actually invited my husband and my ex-husband and I to church and we started going. Mm-hmm. Um, and God really started tugging at my heart at that time. 
And I just felt this strong, strong need to be in church, still not getting it. So my husband and I had divorced and I continued on and I went for a while and I got invited to a Bible study and everything and, and God, you know, the, the desire to know more about God grew in my heart, but I still, no one told me about this whole relationship with Jesus. I thought it was church mm-hmm. and learning the Bible. Mm-hmm. So, um, I went on after I was single again for a few years, you know, going to church and whatnot, doing the Bible study. And then I met a guy mm-hmm. and it, you know, all kind of fell apart. I, my friends that were in my church and Bible study warned me, you know, mm-hmm. don't go out with this guy, you know, he's mm-hmm. not on the same, you know, page as you with mm-hmm. this. And I was like, Oh, it's okay. You know, I'll, I, I'm sure that he will get on board. Right. And of course, in, instead of getting on board, I, you know, completely fell away of church, from right. church and right. went down a path that I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. And that again, that ended a couple years later. Mm-hmm. And then I went out and met my husband at a bar. Mm-hmm. And I, I took it a little slower with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that I wanted to be with him. And so of course I, you know, went on with the way that I had grown up and, and thought things went, even though I still was going to church. I just, I didn't, I, I was kind of taking church, you know, and God's, you know, commandments and what he expected a la carte and, and like we do mm-hmm. kind of shaping it to my own version of righteousness. I, I was doing good. That. I, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I was love doing that. Good. That's such a great picture. You know, taking his commands a la carte, like what, and, and I think too, like to be fair, I think that, you know, I love that you brought up, you know, your childhood, this is what you saw. So it, this is what you knew, you know, so it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't, um, you know, probably hit like this, this isn't right. I mean, uh, you know, to, to a big extent or not enough to where you would surrender and, and let go of that path. Um, and I think for all of us, every single one of us, we have, messages that we marinated in growing up and, you know, we become a Christian and we don't lose, we don't lose the flavor from the childhood. You know, that, that takes a while for God to show us, show us the truth. Um, so it, you know, it doesn't surprise. I mean, I have things, I always say, you know, the junk from my trunk, from my childhood. And I feel like my life has been a consistent journey of, God revealing those things. And it's like, oh, like, you know, this is junk in my trunk and I can, you know, I can let go of this and walk as a child of God. So I think it becomes pattern. Um, but, um, so anyway, so catch us up. I interrupted you to where. Oh, no, no, it's okay. 
Yeah, it's okay. It does. It totally becomes a pattern and, uh-huh. and you don't really know how to break it. Like, and uh-huh. it takes, it, you know, took your whole life to get to where you are, you know, uh-huh. when you become a Christian. So it takes a while for God to work that out of you too. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It and, doesn't happen overnight. And certainly the world isn't, the world's messages about sex are casual. I mean, every TV show, it's all casual. So, you know, there's nothing that is really enforcing the other perspective of it. And I love that you brought out, you know, that sex is sacred um, and that that's why God has it uh, designed in his word the the way that he does. So, um, okay. So you, you met your husband at a bar. Right. Okay. Yes. And you were a la carte still. I love that. Like. (laughs) I'm good with this one, but that one, no, thank you. <laughs> right, right. I mean, you know, lying's bad, right? Um, yeah. I and of course, you know, murdering and stealing, don't do that. Like yeah. that, those are kind of no brainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, you know, we, unlike God, we kind of prioritize sin. Mm-hmm. where this one's worse than the other. And, and to God, that just isn't, that isn't how he sees it. A sin right. is a sin is a sin. Right. And it all hurts the relationship with him. So getting back to my husband and I, we, he believed in God, but was not a Christian. Um, he started to go to church with me, you know, just to be with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we went on like that for a while going to church together. Um, and we both started to, you know, yearn, um, to know more and, and be in church more. Um, we were kind of church surfing. Mm-hmm. We didn't really found a church that felt like our own, like home. Mm-hmm. And were you married once- at this time? We were not. Okay. So you were dating then. Okay. Got it. Right. We were dating. We were living together. Mm-hmm. We were living, you know, in, mm-hmm. in a sinful relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so one day we got in an argument. We missed our the Sunday service in the morning. And, you know, once we resolved that, my husband was like, gosh, we, we need to go to church. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was like, well... I heard about this church that has an evening service. How about we try that out? Mm-hmm. And so he agreed. So we went with our th- the three kids that we had between us and went there. And we were sitting there and there was just something different. There was something different about the message, about mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. And we were like, gee, I really like that, mm-hmm. you know. And so we, just, we agreed that we'd come back the next Sunday. And we did. And we were just so well received, which is weird because my husband's this 200 and he was this 240 pound muscly tattooed guy, bald mm-hmm. hair. Mm-hmm. Um, we were not churchy looking. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> no one had talked to us really at other churches. We really? were at, you know, I think that's really intimidating. And I hate hearing is, that. Yeah. So sad. It's so sad. Um, because we aren't the only people that, you know, have experienced that. So there we just felt 
loved and invited. People remembered our names just the Mm. second time we came and it was a very big church. So we were really surprised. Mm -hmm. So we started going there regularly and we really um, started both to, you know, learn who God was and learn that there's some, there's more to it. And, and it's about our relationship with Jesus. It's more about that than anything. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we really, we started going to classes and doing all the things we started tithing Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, I, you know, started having a prayer life Mm -hmm. and I used to walk three to six miles a day. And during that time I would just pray. Mm. And so it was on one of those walks that God spoke to me Mm -hmm. and he said, you know, you are giving every area of your life to me, every area, but your relationship. Mm. And I was like, oh man, this is, that's so true. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I can't live like this. Like I want this. I want this relationship with God and I want to give everything to him. There was just this desire that I, I had never had before. And, um, you know, just when you start really seeking him and understanding that your priorities start to line up with his. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so that's what happened to me on that walk. And so I went right home to the home that I lived with my husband in, who was of course not my husband then. Mm -hmm. And I told him what God spoke to me Mm -hmm. and it was not well received. (laughs) It's like, well, Um, God didn't speak that to me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That is lightly the light way of putting it. It, (laughs) It's really not well received. And he was like, I don't think I can do that. Uh And I said that I understood. I told him I loved him and I really wanted to be with him. I wanted to marry him um, eventually, but I was willing to lose him for this. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, again, was like, I don't think so. Mm. (laughs) And so, you know, I was a little brokenhearted, but I was, you know, just strong in that conviction. I wasn't going to. I wasn't going to bend on it. I I just, God had so just infected my heart at that Mm -hmm. time that I, I was all in. Mm -hmm. And so it was a couple days later that he agreed. And, um, so we, from that point on abstained until we were married, which was over a year, neither mm-hmm. of us expected that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we weren't well off financially. Mm-hmm. Um, so he stayed living in the house we were living mm-hmm. in together, but he slept on the couch for wow. over a year. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Good. For, that's yeah, awesome. It is. And, and it you know, it was a hard thing to do to go backwards, Mm -hmm. you know, or, you know, what the world would think was backwards and what my husband thought was backwards at that Mm -hmm. point. Mm -hmm. But it, the effect that it had on us, um, you know, has shaped our whole marriage, our whole relationship. How Um, so? We're, 
you know, you put, when you put God at the center, mm-hmm. um, it just, you know, your intimacy surprisingly grows deeper than it ever yeah. could yeah. with sex. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're just been blessed. We've been through so much. And I think that if we hadn't made that choice and put God at the center of our relationship, that there's no way we would have, um, made it through, um, all of those things and our faith grew. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that directly affected our relationship because when your faith is strong Mm -hmm. and you know, you're growing, towards Jesus together, you're growing closer together. And so it's much easier to make it through those difficult times. And, you know, instead of leaning on our own understanding and leaning on our, you know, imperfect ways, we were, you know, leaning on God's perfect ways Mm -hmm. and leaning on him and seeking him to lead us. So, and he's only going to lead us in a good direction. And that's what he's done. You know, right. And in preparation for this, I asked him, you know, um, how he felt that it blessed us. And Mm -hmm. he told me that, um, you know, if like, for example, where we are today, we're in in a time of just busyness, so much Mm -hmm. busyness. I homeschool, I own a business, he works. Mm -hmm. Um, I lead a life group now. Mm -hmm. And so we're not getting a lot of time for intimacy at this Mm -hmm. point. And if Mm -hmm. it was, if our whole relationship was built on that, right, we would fall apart and he would not feel safe in our relationship. But because we made that commitment, because we put God first in our relationship, um, he told me he felt safe. He just, in his head, it's just, we're married. We're always going to be married and we're always going to be okay. Wow. That's awesome. So he, and I love like that he could verbalize that, like this allowed him to feel safe because it wasn't based on, um, it, it wasn't just based on sex. It was based on something deeper. Um, I mean, even deeper than love for one another. It was based on love for God. And right, yeah, and that that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So, so I have to ask, like in the in the year, were there ever times where you were tempted to be like, oh, let's just forget it? You know what I mean? Let's just like not. You know what I mean? Like, were you tempted ever to? Um, you know, to go a la carte again, shall we say, or like once you all decided together, then was it, you had each other for accountability and you were sort of just resolute, like we're going to remain steadfast in this commitment to God and to each other. Um, I personally, I, I did not, um, I wasn't tempted. I mean, you know, it it was hard, you know, but I, I wasn't tempted. I knew that I knew what I wanted. I knew that I wanted God. I wanted my relationship with God more than I wanted my husband. Yeah. <laughs> but that sounds so weird, especially, you know, from a, from a worldly perspective, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, 
I, I didn't have a problem with that. Um, yeah. at all. And I, I'm sure my husband did. Yeah. 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 Well, and I love what you said. I, I wrote this down. You said, you know, I was all in and, um, that is, you know, everything, like all, all of the aspects of, of our life that we, you know, surrender those to God and, um, that in that God in turn, you know, pours back his, his blessing on us, you know, they always say like, you know, that the enemy tempts, like how he did in the garden of Eden and that God is holding back on us. A lot of times the enemy will tempt, but really, you know, God wants to bring us good. He wants to bring us better than, than what we had, um, before. And so you took the step of faith, you all were faithful and then the wedding day, right? Right. And how was there a difference between intimacy on your wedding night versus intimacy before? My husband, he told me that I was like a gift to him that day. (laughs) I'm going to try to cry. So, um, so sweet. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we grew closer to the Lord. So, I mean, it just, it changed everything. Yeah. That's beautiful. And, you know, and for, for a woman listening out there, uh, who, who has gone through all of this, you know, you, you are worth waiting for. And I think that, you know, having those boundaries, when you have boundaries, people respect you more, they treasure it more. And, you know, that's essentially, you know, just preserving the sacredness of it. What probably led to the specialness of, you know, the the intimacy that you share with him now. Um, Did you ever, or or I guess, what would you say to any woman who um, is maybe struggling with, you know, their purity now or not feeling pure? Did you ever feel um, shame over, you know, your past? Or once you made that decision to go all in, did you know that God had forgiven you and you were on a different trajectory? I, I think that I knew that at that point, it was a, a long time ago. So, um, so I, I think that I, I knew that, but prior to that, I, I think I had so much shame, um, in once I started going to church and especially, you know, when I started getting close, um, and, and really starting a relationship with Jesus, the enemy really, you know, attacked me with shame. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I was less of a Christian. I was embarrassed of my past. Mm-hmm. Um, I would never have, you know, shared intimate details of it. We never talked to anybody about the fact that we were living in sin and I, I'm sure everyone knew. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there was so much shame, um, before that. I think at that point, I, I really just knew that Jesus loves me 
and I knew that um, everything was just, you know, going to be okay. And he was, you know, just happy for me um, to, you know, be living under his will and not my own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that shame still, you know, crept back in a bit. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I didn't know as much about the Lord um, as I do now. And so um, I just now knowing what I know now and what I've walked through, I would tell somebody that, you know, I'm proof that God can redeem Mm -hmm. and resurrect any situation, Mm -hmm. any sin. There is no sin unforgivable. Um, and that, you know, you can just have that wholeness, um, in your life again, when you choose to submit to God's will and you are, you will be blessed. Your marriage will be blessed, your children, your family. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I just personally seen that I've walked through so much, even, you know, since I've been married and Mm -hmm. just, I've just been so blessed and, and I, I live in my marriage without fear. Mm. Um, divorce isn't something that is even considered because, you know, God's at the center of our relationship and it's just not an option for us. Yeah. And we together, you know, even though the enemy will lie to us and, you know, you, you buy into that from time to time, um, we know where we stand with God and we know that, that God's got our back in our marriage and in just every area of our life. So, um, he'll, he'll, you know, trick us from time to time, but we quickly, um, come back to, to God being the center of our life and, and, um, just peace in our marriage, peace in our hearts and, and this love for one another that mm-hmm. I don't think we would have without that. That's beautiful, Elise. You know, I, um, and even, even with intimacy, you know, the way that God designed it, you talked about the fact that you don't have a fear of, of divorce because, you, you know, you set out putting God at the center and really, that's one of the gifts of of being inside of that committed um, marriage where covenant and everything is sacred is that if if I know you know that I'm married to somebody that will be with me no matter what, then I can be completely authentic. I can be have bad days, I can you know do do all of those things and still have that love present that I, I I'm not going to lose that love and that really that's marriage as God designed it and that's beautiful you know I, I don't think I've ever seen the connection between making that choice you know pre-marriage to um, to not become sexually intimate. And how that blesses your marriage afterwards with that, you know, that solid commitment for, for one another. That's beautiful. I love that. 
I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And I knew like going to, to the altar, um, that I was like, this man did this for, for me. Mm -hmm. And like, I, it's, there's no other, I couldn't imagine going to the altar otherwise and feeling so secure in my relationship and knowing that this man wanted to be with me for me, Mm -hmm. not for, you know, what I was giving him sexually. Yeah. Um, and it, you know, it's just huge. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you don't get that without it. Like you don't, um, you can't get married with that certainty without it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's so true. That's so true. Um, and we know that, um, the Bible tells us that really, you know, that sex is never casual. I mean, it's portrayed that way on TV, but it's never casual because that it, it ties our soul to, to that person. And so that, um, you know, that's, it's, it's so important. And then just the sacredness of marriage and of the sexual relationship inside of marriage is really just a reflection about Christ loving the church and, and the two becoming, um, the, the two becoming one. So, you know, honoring that honors him and glorifies him. And I love how you've seen that tangible result of God pouring back in and blessing you when you made that decision to move from a la carte to all in. I love that, Elise. I'm like putting that on my bathroom here. <laughs> Don't be a la carte, be, be all in. And um, let me ask you a question. When you were sort of, you know, like, the Lord was starting to quicken your heart, but you hadn't yet moved from a la carte to, to all in. What were some of the things um, that, that were holding you back from doing it? Like, was it, you know, I know for me, I hate rejection and I would be so afraid. Like, what what if I lose my husband? Um, but what what was it for you? Like, what what are some of the things that women would fear, I guess, that they would lose. You know, in other words, if the enemy tempts us, you don't want to go all in with God because he's holding out on you. You're going to miss out on this. Or you're going to miss out on that. What are, what are some of the things that maybe you kind of went back and forth on when you were making that decision? Okay. So for me, it, it honestly all turned on a dime. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I really had not thought it through at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but on my way home that day, I, I did have a lot of thoughts and I, I honestly thought that there was a huge chance that I was going to lose him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that that was more important to him than me. That was more important to him than his relationship with God at that point, because I mean, you know, we were still, you know, not mature Christians by any means. And, and I had been, you know, God had been, you know, probably chasing after him, of course, like, but he didn't really know it at that point, you know? Right. Um, and so I had been, you know, going to church. I had, you know, 
um, been giving God a lot more opportunity to speak with me. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, hadn't had all that opportunity. So I don't think he was quite as strong in his mm-hmm. faith or he definitely wasn't. Right. <laughs> let's, right. Not, let's not sugarcoat that. He was <laughs> not. And he, he only did it for me in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, he, he would do it all over again, I think. Mm-hmm. But um, at this point, but then it was, you know, it he was being led by my conviction at that point. Yeah. And you know, you know what I love, uh, um, and I'm interrupting you, but I, I love how, you know, one, I love how this church loved you, like, you know, just right where you were, but when the Lord gave you the word, like when you knew from the Lord, like from the Holy Spirit, that this was something that God was asking you to to give up and to draw boundaries around, he also gave you the ability to do it. I love that. Like, you know, he gave you the word and then he gave you the power through the Holy Spirit to, you know, to, to carry that out. That's That's awesome. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. And he gave me peace. Mm-hmm. I had an absolute peace about it. I, I was scared. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to lose my, my, you know, not husband at the time. And um, I did not want to lose him. I was very much in love with him. Um, but I had a peace that, you know, it just, and until you really know the Lord, you can't really explain it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, I was, it was just all worth it yeah. to me at that point. Like, like God gave me that feeling of safety that I was going to be okay without him, that, that I was, you know, I was God's child. And I, I, you know, knew that at that point and, and I was safe in his arms. I didn't need to be in some, a, a person's arms to have that safety. Mm, I love that. That's beautiful. And that is such a beautiful way to wrap up this podcast that, you know, in the arms of God, we truly have love and acceptance, safety, and all of those things. And because of that, we don't have to live a la carte. We can live all in. Elise, are there any final words that you would like to share um, with women out there um, any scriptures, any verses that you want to share, just speaking directly to maybe a woman who um, who is walking through this decision right now? Um, I think God's laid it on my heart to share that um, there is just, he, ha- he doesn't have condemnation mm-hmm. for us. We, mm-hmm. we have no condemnation in the Lord and following his will. And so, you know, to, to go all in for him, all of your sin. And, and, um, if you've, you know, been someone that has gone down a path like I did and grew up like I did, Mm -hmm. God can redeem that. He can restore that. He can make you pure again and you can just live Mm -hmm. under his blessing, under his wing, and in that complete security um, with him, 
Amen. Amen. That is awesome. As always, Elise, fabulous insight. And thank you so much for sharing your journey of reclaiming your purity uh, with us today. Um, Thank you so much. Thank you. It's an honor to be able to share that with you. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Hey, thanks so much for listening in today. And, you know, in all of our lives, we have those areas that I feel like the Holy Spirit will continue to bring up in our lives where we're living a la carte. And then God says, you know what? I want you all in because I've got abundant life. I've got more for you. And whatever it is that you're holding back from God, I just want to encourage you today through Elisa's story to live all in because we serve a God that redeems and restores to even better than you and I could ever ask or imagine. Have a great week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.